Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling, the podcast. I'm Mark Rigadana. I'm Richie Byrne. Soul Joel. And we got Soul Joel on on the, on the what are they called, on the threes and fours? Is I didn't know the, I was going to be a part what's of this. A threes I was just and, what do you mean? Handling the mics and handling the recording? That's what they call it? I don't know. Sixes and sevens? He's on the ones and twos. Behind the scenes. <laughs> Back to you guys. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, yeah, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. And uh, we're just talking right before we started recording. Um, we were talking a little bit about uh, our last episode. Yes, our first episode. <laughs> our first episode went, went very Mar- blue. Mark and I are not known as really blue comics. Not at all. And yet... We, we went as blue as we, possible. We went <laughs> first. out of a one scale of one to ten dirty. We went to fifteen. Yes, easily. Yeah. Well, easily. our guitars go to eleven. Uh, but it was necessary for what we were talking about. Yes. Which is was the point we were trying to make about comedy. Yes. That we don't have a problem with being blue. It has to have a reason. Yes, and you we know, did have a reason. And we had a reason, and, and it, it a, just happened to be on our first podcast. The first, maybe we should have saved that for later. Um, but. <laughs> Hindsight 2020. You know, like when actresses say, I won't get naked for a movie unless it has a real reason in the movie. For art. (laughs) Yeah. That always makes me laugh. We did this for art. Yeah, we did it for art. So, Uh, yeah, we used the C word for art. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever art is, I don't know, but screw him. (laughs) Well, and we also were talking about porno, which I think was... uh, Yes, porno came up in our first... uh, uh, First episode. First, yes. We talked about the C word and porno. So um, it's out of the way. Look yeah. at it this way. It's out of the way. It, it doesn't um, have to happen again. The rest is downhill. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you a story. Uh, do you guys know Sarah Rothberg, uh, Comedy Cures? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't personally know her, but I see her. Uh, do, 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 do yeah. a lot of events with her. Yeah, I do a lot of events. And she has a great company, Comedy Cures, and they, they bus in uh, terminally ill uh, patients and their caregivers and give them a day of comedy. It's really amazing. Oh, that's awesome. you, yeah, yeah. I have to talk to you because this weekend I worked with you two actually guys. Should, she would love you. I, I worked with two comedians in Ohio and this it wasn't on purpose that they both uh, the situation was I became friends with these guys separately and then I happened to have just worked with them back to back and uh, the one guy has cerebral palsy and he's really funny. Shout out to Ryan Yex. He's hysterical. Okay. And uh, he has he comes out on a walker, and um, he can't like he he has a hard time walking, and he he comes out on the walker, and he actually the the funny bone asked if he had uh, music he wanted to come up to, and he had the Proclaimers. I would walk five hundred miles. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he goes up, and it, he has to have people help him. He gets him off the chair, and they put him on the the chair on stage, and they have to bring the mic over to him. And by the time they, they did the same the thing mic, with you because you were drunk, <laughs> <laughs> but by the time they got him the microphone, he just goes. He opens with. Well, that's my time. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> that's good. Imagine that. Well, we need to. We got to help the 
guy with cerebral palsy. We got to help Rick Adana. <laughs> well, what's wrong with Rick Adana? He's been drinking. He's like Jim Morrison. You get him on stage. Once the crowd starts clapping, he'll wake up. But... Why is he in leather pants? <laughs> I'm like Jim Morrison close to the end. And I mean bloated in a tub of ice. Yes. But... <laughs> so wait, what does that have to do with... Oh. So also, I worked with another comedian the following night who uh, he has MS and he's in a wheelchair. And him and <laughs> Where I, the hell were you working? I was, a hospital? I, no, no. These two guys, they were great comics and they're just, they both live in Ohio and I worked with them back to Maybe back. Maybe they think you have a debilitating disease. Maybe it was a show. I'm going to say get a guy, I'm gonna, I'm let's gonna get a guy with a cerebral good. palsy, a guy with MS and Mark Riccadonna. Oh, I don't know if we can handle Mark. He makes the crowd too sad. And we will make we will bring the funny. <laughs> well, then Matt Onesti, who is the other comic, shout out to Matt. Um, and the, he's hysterical too, and he he makes jokes about his uh, you know disease and everything. And I was thinking, well, you brought up the comedy cares, and I'm thinking these guys should perform for those guys. Oh, that's interesting. That would be really cool. You know, because I don't they, know. I, I could mention it to her. Are they, they both can, overcome? Are they clean? Yeah, but they both overcame. Are they from New York? No, they're Ohio. Oh, uh, well, that'd be tough because yeah. she only really does Books shows in New York. York. Okay, we'll talk business after. So, uh, yeah, really. <laughs> I was just thinking. Look at Rick and Donna trying to get these guys work. <laughs> Second episode, he's giving shout outs. Yeah, <laughs> really? What the hell? Yeah. Shout out. You know, this wasn't <laughs> your show or the purpose <laughs> of the storytelling. Yeah. But uh, I do a lot of shows for Saren, and when you do those shows, you have to be clean. You have to be squeaky clean. They, the, it's a, a big thing to her. Yeah. So uh, she did a benefit for her, uh, her charity at Gotham a few years ago, and it was you know it was Gotham show, but it was uh, you know all the people there were the money was going to her charity, and she had me on the show, and she said. That it blew her. It was so weird to hear me curse. You know, and it, like she's like, "Why is Richie cursing?" And she goes, "Oh." And then I remembered. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I this is really show. his act. This it's, is his yeah. nightclub act. This not is his, his night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So funny. Yeah, that fu- like it totally threw her off. And she said it was just odd to hear you cursing. Why is Richie acting weird? Yeah. Why is Why is he doing that? Is he having a seizure? Okay. What's happening? <laughs> um, yeah. It is. It's a cool. I, I actually had a guy come up to me uh, and said, this is the first time I laughed since I found out I was going to die. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. That's a heavy one there. But he was yeah. smiling when he told you. Yeah, that. he was smiling when he told me that. And I thought, wow, someone finally finds me funny and they're not even going to be around. Mm-hmm. They're not even going to be fans for long. Can you start telling people now <laughs> about this? This <laughs> word of mouth isn't going to last no, very long. No, it's a true style. I'll never forget. It was one of the most amazing... Moments that's, in my career. Yeah, that's like where the hair stands up yeah. on your neck, and yeah. you're just yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. That's, I mean, not to compare it to this, but it's the similar feeling that you get. Like when I do a lot of shows for Armed Forces Entertainment. Right. And when you're out and you're doing a show for these guys who haven't seen an American right. for a year because they've been on deployment, and then they just come up after and they're just so thankful and they're like, dude. That, you know, and the other thing that's funny is about these guys that, that, a, it's like hats off to them for what they're sacrificing, but they're thanking us. For I know. Coming to tell I jokes. I used to do comics on, like, on duty. 
Yeah, and, and you're just a tour, like, and and it's a, that always. We're only here me. for a month telling jokes. Yeah. You are here for a year, yeah. actually getting shot at. And they they'll say that the fact like, that you guys you. will come out here, and you're like, what? Well, and it also makes me kind of laugh that they're like, we're just so happy that like you would come out here and support us. I'm like. Oh, you don't know. The entire country is supporting yeah. it. Like, yeah. there is nobody that is like yeah. anti troop. Everybody loves. Yeah, but the, see, you you actually guys. went. Where'd you go? You went to. Uh, I've been to the Middle East three times. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, my tour went to Spain. I did the Spain Portugal <laughs> tour. Well, here's what happened. We went. We do. They were gonna. We started it in 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 this in America, and then it went Spain, uh, Japan. Uh, Korea, um, well, now that's Italy. I mean, well, now, but this is 15 <laughs> years ago. Italy, we went to all these beautiful countries, right? And and then um, they were like, hey, Rich, I got a phone call. Hey, Rich, we're going to Afghanistan. I'm like, I just got the Sopranos and I can't go. <laughs> and I did. I, I couldn't do it because I got an episode of Sopranos, but it looked like I was like, oh, I'm not going up. there. I'm not going to the desert. Screw My, you people. Our first tour was Iraq. And then, then they started sending us to like the South Pacific, which was gorgeous. But there's, they're literally these guys are on islands and they have nothing. Nothing. So yeah. like, as gorgeous as it is and as awesome as it is, you realize like they're probably bored to death. You yeah. can only go tuna fishing, yeah, five hundred times before. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then when they spent sent us to Spain and Portugal, and of course, I have zero bad to say about Armed Forces Entertainment. I'd do anything for them, but. When they sent us to Spain, it was like, there's so much to do here. Why would they come to the comedy yeah, show? Yeah. There's so much awesome We things. drove through a park in Spain, and it was nighttime. And I'll never forget this. The guy who was driving us shut his lights off. It wasn't a soldier. It was a guy. I forget who he was. but he, And we go through this park, and we go, what? He goes, wait for it. Wait for it. And he turns on his lights, and there's just girls lined up. With they're totally naked, like they they they're lined up in on the road of the par- of the park, and they have like their their coats open. They're naked, like they're they're prostitutes. It was the funniest thing I ever saw in my life, and it, it was almost like like when I turn my lights on, we'll see the bugs. Like these girls, <laughs> you did see a couple bugs. Guys could never do that. Girls, it was so funny, dude. Now you're <laughs> telling the story. It was so funny. We'll have to uh, do I don't know what that has to do with that has to do with military stories. Yeah, I think we'd have some. Yeah, and we have a lot yeah. of friends that have some good ones. Yeah, too, we do. We, we should, should bring, bring in some guests. So that's what we're going to do throughout this show. It'll be Richie and I consistently, but once in a while we'll bring on a guest telling stories and, about uh, storytelling. Oh, and the title: drinks, jokes, and storytelling. Because that's our three favorite things. Which is our three favorite. Yes, yes. Mark and I. Are very fond of libation. Yes. And now here's a question for you: Do you do you tend to like or do you dislike? Because this is a big thing in comedy when somebody tells street jokes to you, like after a show, somebody yeah, will. Say I like, dislike it. You dislike it. See, yeah. I'm somebody. I love it. I think there's nothing better than sitting at a bar, having a couple cocktails, and people just telling street jokes. I do a lot of. Uh, I do a lot of shows, uh, senior shows, and uh, they can't they, remember their jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, I can't wait for that letter from the seniors. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, they use mail. Yeah, because you know how many. Of, yeah, us. you know how many of those will listen to the podcast. <laughs> so when I do a senior show, 
I actually, if you don't tell a couple of street jokes, they get angry. Yeah, <laughs> like they literally get angry. What are your go-to street jokes? And uh, oh, um, I, I I love how you kind of cut the uh, head off at the pass or however you say it. Like you know, eventually they're gonna come up to. Him. Have you heard this one? Have you heard but this one? They do. So Richie stands up and goes, "Have you heard the?" Yeah, <laughs> but after the show, inevitably, someone will find me to tell me a joke. I will always listen to those jokes because once in a while you get a good one. Yeah, you I, know, Larry Miller has a podcast, and every episode he tells the joke of the week, and it's a street joke. I love it. Really? I cannot wait for him to get to that part of the show. It's funny because that's weird that he does that because I was thinking for years I've been thinking about in my when I do warm up for Dr. Oz show having a joke of the day and just telling a street joke and I never do and I should. It's hard. It's hard in warm up. I'll tell you a great story. Uh, Last season, William Shatner was on and uh we had a technical glitch with something on the, that we needed for the screen, and we had to stop shooting. And Shatner had just hosted Gotham Live Live on Access TV the night before, right? And he was telling us, "Oh, I, I hosted, remember he was on that. I hosted last that. night, and blah blah blah." So Shatner's sitting there, and we're waiting to get this glitch, for, and we never have this happen ever. And uh, Doc turns to Shatner and says. Give me a joke that you told last night. So Shatner tell, and it's a street joke. And Shatner tells it, and it got, la- and everybody, la- and Doc, then Doc tells a street joke. Dr. Oz tells a street joke that he got from me. <laughs> and that got a laugh. And Oz looked at me, he goes, Your turn. So I tell a joke. And when I finish, I look over, and Oz is staring. I go, Yeah, I kept that one for me. I never told you that one. <laughs> Just because, yeah. Cause, so then it went back, and Shatner told another street joke. Oz told a street joke. I told a street joke. Went around three times, and I go, you know what? When I woke up this morning, if you told me I was going to be telling street Exchanging jokes street with jokes. Dr. Oz and Captain Kirk, I would have told you you're out of your mind. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> that is really cool. It, it was so Dad. cool. And Oz had them tape it. He, I don't know. Oh. He told me, he, I'm going to get you the tape. I'm going to get you the tape. And, but he, I, so I, I forgot about it. I'm gonna have to see if they still have it anywhere. Cause how cool is that? That is something that how should cool? be on your reel, dude. Well, I know. Just like but, I know. Going back to this story though, I, I guess you wanted to do like quick, um, little like jokes, like, like yeah, street jokes. But it's so funny that you didn't go head to head with their street jokes and your real stories. Yeah, well, because it's a different sport. It's a, it a is different a different sport. sport. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody says when it's comedy. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. I, I get mean, it. there's nothing better than football and soccer. Yeah, it's there's, like, right. There's nothing better than when someone goes, two guys walk into a bar. I you love just that. know. Right. I get so you know, excited. I love when comics tell me street jokes. Yeah. Like you, if a comic says I got a street joke, you know it's going to be. There's times. And you know it's going to be one you never heard before. Yeah. You know? Sitting at the comic strip, there are times like Vic Henley will walk in and just out of nowhere just bust out a street joke. Really? And the whole bar goes. He's also one of the best shit. storytellers I've ever heard. That Vic is Vic and uh, Pete Corielli. Uh, yeah, and pizza. Uh, yeah, pizza. Great, but our guy Vic, DC uh, Vic, Benny that are just yeah. so good at storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the best in the business, and anybody is me. Any <laughs> <laughs> anybody listening, you should look him up on the Moth. 
Um, Di Stefano, Mike Di Stefano. I don't know him he, that well, but I, I I know who. I mean, I know him, but I never knew him to tell stories. And stuff he and, started doing the Moth storytelling shows when he knew, and his one man show before he passed away was all about storytelling. Right, right. And he has these stories where you are in tears. Yeah. There was a time. Yeah, it, I didn't really know Mike. Angie and I were in the car once. Angie's my wife, and we we're pulling into the driveway. And as we were pulling into the driveway, he was telling the story about how his uh, wife was dying. She was in the hospital, and it was a dream of theirs to have a Harley Davidson. And he went and got one and came to the hospital, and she was in a robe with the ass hanging out and had the uh, IV thing and drove her around the parking lot while she's holding I- the IV. <laughs> and like you're crying your eyes out, but he's also hysterically funny. Right. So you're crying, and then you start laughing, and there's just like snot coming out of you. And it's right. like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. You know? A good telling, a storytelling and street joke telling are an art. Yeah. And when, when I started doing these senior shows, they were they wanted me and it's funny because in the last podcast we were talking about you know you got to decide when you're an artist and when you're not yeah right and yet I couldn't do it with this the the guy who set up the shows was like I need you to tell street jokes yeah get, tell and I'm like and I was literally it's the only time in my career I was like no I'm an artist <laughs> I don't and he's like they really want and so they liked me I was doing the shows they liked me uh, but they didn't love me and. He kept using me mainly because I was clean, which yeah. you know a lot of hard comics. It's hard, yeah, and um, it's hard to believe after that last podcast. But I was clean, <laughs> and um, <laughs> but it was about somebody else being dirty. He, he yeah, he, but he uh, he booked. He wanted to book me. They did. They do theme shows, so they had a two week theme, and it's daytime shows. So you want that money, you know? Yeah. It was a two week theme on St. Patrick's. The day, yeah. so he wanted. He goes, Richie. The only thing is, you gotta tell Irish jokes. You got and so. And Jay Black, do you know Jay? Yeah. Jay was like, "Why are you so opposed to this?" He said, "You're a great storyteller. You're a great joke teller. Why are you against this?" What and I, and I, he said, "You should do it." And he convinced me. And I went. And I found a lot of Irish jokes and just destroyed these people. You know, yeah. and still did my act, but everyone, you know, I go, uh, you know, where sprinkled some stuff. Yeah, in. and since then, I've always used but, street jokes for these, and you can feel like I'll be doing my act, and you can feel them. Like, is he almost done with this so he could tell another street joke? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the funniest thing. And I'm like, well, why was I opposed to it? I go at night and I do clubs and I don't tell street jokes. Skip the foreplay. Yes, we just <laughs> we don't care about. Just your mom. take me upstairs and bring me home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're very nice, polite. You hold the door. <laughs> Pull my hair. Yeah. It's, the, yeah, it's the funniest. It's really you feel them. Yeah, yeah. like no. no. I mean, that, that, there's that. a thing you have to make a choice when you when you, certain gigs you understand what they are and you abandon the idea of what we think we are because I open for a lot of bands and a lot of which must be most, so hard. Unless you look at it as what you're doing. I'm not saying I'm doing stand-up before a band. I go, I'm getting the crowd ready for a band. So I abandon that idea that I have to kill like it's a comedy club. Right, right. And I just give them what they want. And what kind of bands? Metal. Yeah. <laughs> Hard rock. So um, it's more of a warm-up thing. 
Yeah, it's basically getting the crowd riled up. How long do you have to do? Usually they understand that it's going to be rough. You usually are doing between 5 to 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Minutes. It's not and it's like, more like, you guys ready? Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, Can you believe it? Come on, right. Pittsburgh, make noise. Yeah, 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 who yeah, likes yeah. the Steelers? Who like, you know, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Just, you're a cheerleader. You're getting yeah. pumped uh, up. Dude, you'd be a really so good warm up. up. So when you introduce the band, they are at yeah. 10. So the band doesn't have to warm them up with their yeah. first song because they always want to open strong right. and close strong. You know, and then they might play a couple of their stuff from the new album in between. Right. But if you know that going in, it's not painful at all. Like, people are like, oh, that's got to be brutal. It's not. <laughs> I mean, a, a great Is example. the money good? Um, yeah, yeah. The money's good. It's because... And I get to go watch a concert. And I'm backstage at a concert. It's every so. comics question. <laughs> the bottom line. Like, who, who, books who books that? that and, and, what it pay? and what's it pay? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I learned uh, a, a thing that I did right away. And this was a survival technique. It wasn't. It was not a, uh, a, a trick that I like planned. But um, I went out and just pretended I was a roadie. I started messing with the instruments and doing checks on the mic. And then I started just yelling to the crowd, hey, who's ready? Hey, really? Come on, make some noise. And the people are going crazy. And then I started going, like, look, this guy in the front row. You got uh, this kind of shirt. And then I would go in the material. Who's married? And then I'd go in the I, uh, material. But then at the end of the show, I and then I like looked over and pretended. I got a signal and was like, oh, they're ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring to you. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and I got off stage and people after the show were like, dude, you're like the funniest roadie ever. <laughs> and that's such a better compliment than <laughs> getting, you're a shitty comic. <laughs> right. Well, you, you, as a comic, you did a great job tuning that guitar. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did a show once where I... He, like 20 years ago, I had opened for Jackie Martling. And the guy who booked the show, I don't remember his name. God, I don't remember his name. He, he was a young kid. And he was booking shows. This was still but, when he was on Howard. Yeah. This Oh, this is when he was big on Howard. That's what I'm saying. This, this, cause yeah. 20 years ago, this was peak. This is over 20 yeah. years ago, too. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm lying about it. It was probably 94, I don't know, but, 95. But even 20 years ago, yeah. it was 97. He was huge. Yeah. And uh, Just to put it in perspective. Yeah. And they, and it was a college. They were there, I think it was Ryder College. They were there for Jackie. It wasn't even like a comedy club. This was Jackie Martling. Bam, bam, comedy you know. Night. Place is packed, and this kid got this booking somehow, and he asked me to open for Jackie. Okay, blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, I'm going to open, then I'll have you come out, and then Jackie. He said, and don't worry, man. I'm going to get them in the right place for you. Don't worry, man. It's, don't worry about a thing. All right, man. No, really, seriously, man. Okay, man. We start to walk to the stage, and the place is packed, and they're going, Jackie, Jackie. Right? They're like, Jackie. And you see this kid start to walk up to the stage and he bowed he, he literally stands behind a, a speaker he like freezes Ooh. and he gets behind the speaker and I'm next to him because I'm is and he stage goes fright. he takes the mic and he goes how you guys doing and I go what are you doing and they go ah. he goes who are you here to see they go Jackie who are you here to see Jackie he goes well he'll be out a little while but here's Richie Byrne <laughs> I was hoping that that wasn't the story. <laughs> and you hear, boo! <laughs> boo! And I, and 
I'm literally next to the kid. He's behind a speaker, and I'm going, you asshole. You <laughs> asshole. He's, I'm sorry, man. He's handing me the mic. There was a mic out I on the go stage. Up, I go up, and I go... I go, hey, how you doing? Boo, get off with I go, who are you guys here to see? They go, Jackie. I go, who? Jackie. I go, who are you here to see? Jack. I did it like 10 times. Finally, they were like, Jackie. They were like exhausted, right? And I go, great. Well, Jackie will be on a little while, but since you're tired, you can listen to me. And they, and they really, yeah. And they were like, that was cool. Like, they thought that was cool. So, and yeah. they, they listened to me. The original question should have been, what's the deepest hole you've ever had to dig out of? And how's the quickest you ever dug out of it? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I, had a, I beat the shit out of that kid after the show. <laughs> As you should. Uh, I got booked to open for Schimmel, and this was during his Howard run when he was just kicking ass. And uh, I was on the show, and I was only like six months in. Like, I wasn't prepared to do this. And it was at a rock yeah, club wow. in Long Island. Really? And it was like standing room only. Like it was like a music concert. Like they were standing. There weren't seats because that would have taken up too much room. That's how packed it was. And they were there to see Schimmel. And the guy who, I think he's a radio personality, somebody, or maybe he's the guy who runs the venue. He brought me out on stage and they didn't want anything to do with me. Yeah. Like, and I was dying. And it was bad. Like, I was in a really, like, uh-oh, right. uh-oh. I don't know what to do. And I finally, like, I had, you know, on every TV show that has stand-up comedy in it, every comic has that breakdown moment right? where they, like, have a breakdown on stage. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah. like, their learning moment. This was my breakdown <laughs> right, moment. Right. I just, like, got real, like, serious. And I just looked at him. I go, listen, Schimmel was there. He was in the green room or whatever in the back. And I go, listen, Schimmel, Robert's not even here. His limo's not here yet. Um, so you can either listen to me for until he gets here, or we can just turn music back on. Uh, but either way, I have to be up here. So I'll just sit in that stool and we'll play music because otherwise I don't get paid. And I was being completely honest. It wasn't like wow. I was trying to be clever. I had a complete breakdown and I just go... So you guys can either listen or we'll just put music on. But I have to be up here until Robert comes out, uh, shows up. And I, they just shut up. And I did like five more minutes and they were going well. And I did the thing with the music where I looked over and go, oh, Robert's here. Hey, guys, who's ready to see your headline? Really? And the crowd went crazy. And then when I brought him out, Schimmel, when he shook my hand, he goes, that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> You know who had great? Who has great? At least he did. I haven't worked with him in a long time. But Brian Regan had the best audiences. They oh were, my god! Oh, we, have you ever opened for Regan? No, but I've been in the audience. <laughs> they are. I had to be clean, right? Yeah, they yeah, and but they are Brian Regan and John Panette. Like their audiences took it personally, almost that like we're here and we're smart and we're gonna listen to you. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're good, and, and even if you're bad, we're going to be nice. I've never, ever opened those two guys. I always remember that. that they And Panette almost insisted on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Panette was, I mean, but but both of those guys, that's the one thing I remember. Their audiences were always so giving to whoever wow. was on the stage. And you're like, wow, how do you get that audience? <laughs> <That's>, you know? <laughs> I, 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 real, and it says something about both those comics. A real quick story. Um, so we both went to Wagner. And I, I, when I first started, this is over 10 years ago, 
Um, I was doing uh, the back of Charlie O's in like Times Square, you know. It was like, Charlie O's, sure. One of my first like non-open mic book shows, you know. And I went out front. Two girls I went to Wagner with. They were sitting right there having having uh, cocktails, and uh, they had a third friend that I had never met. They're like, "Oh, this is our friend Joel. He was just doing a show in the back. We just randomly met up." And she goes, "Oh my God, you do comedy?" She goes, "My cousin does comedy." <laughs> and I go, "Yes." Yeah. She goes, "I don't know if he's still doing it." I go, "What's what's your cousin's name?" She goes. Brian Regan. <laughs> I don't know if he's still. T- <laughs> and I, I, I had a look. How could at, you not know? Because if both you guys said it, I'd be like, "Oh, there's, there's some ball busting going on here." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had to look back. I looked up at her, and she was just looking at me like, "Is he still doing it?" Wow. I looking for the answer. I go, "Well, I haven't seen him quite in quite some time on the open mic circuit, but I heard he's." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure I heard he's, he's doing quite I heard well. He's making a couple of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's still out there. <laughs> yeah. Is your family wow. not close? <laughs> um, Do you know he has a brother who's even as a we dream to be him? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, you told His me that. His brother is so funny. I didn't funny. know that. Oh, my God. His brother is as funny, Dennis. I've never worked with Dennis. I've he's never, ever worked. Seen as him funny as Brian. Yeah, I heard he's great. I, it's like, I, you know, you have the stories like the Gallagher and Gallagher 2. <laughs> You know, where it's like, you know, one's actually talented, the other one's like, whoa, yeah. these two are both like amazing. Yeah. yeah, I heard Dennis is great. I uh, I, I can't remember. The, I'll tell was you on a DVD and it was so good. I'll tell you a story. We were talking about who books that, yeah. you know, like com- that's the comic line, right? You yeah. know, yeah. And like the funny thing is when a comic dies, like, yeah. I don't, I mean, really dies, not on stage. And people are like, oh, it's a shame he's dead, huh? Where was he working next? You know, like comics. That's <laughs> oh like an old. God. That's like an old really? comedy joke. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he coming up? Uh, like, it's, <laughs> the opposite happened to me. I did a show at the Friars Club about a year and a half ago. Less, last year. It was about a year ago. With uh, and Meanie was on the show, and there was a group in the audience at the Friars that were there to see Meanie. Uh, because they had a, 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 a they had a charity event and they were they wanted him to be in. So this woman had set it up where they come to see him at this show. And if they like him, they were going to use. But you know it was meany. The odds were he was going to do it. You know they were going to want him. Yeah. So after the show, these guys come up. They're like, "Man, you're really funny." I'm like, "Thank you." So meany goes, "Oh, these are so and so. They're here, you know, for a charity." And so ten days later, meany dies. You know what? Do you, really? Yeah. Ten Man. days after the show, it was that devastated me because I hadn't seen Kevin in years, and we had such a wonderful night together. He's such a great. He was such a great guy. Yeah. You know, we had that was like the best. Like we weren't really close, but that night we hung out the whole night. We had a great time. So the woman who set this whole thing up had to go to the charity and go that Kevin Meany died, and they said, "Can we get the other guy?" Oh Jesus! So it was the uh, not like it wasn't as rude as that, but it was the opposite of what normally happens. Let's just like, all right. Well, can we get that? And then I ended up doing it, and they were really sweet. They wanted me to say some things about Kevin. It was a really cool event. You know what I mean? But, but that, it was that, just funny that that's, that that's really some Hollywood stuff right there. Though. Yeah, isn't that it's funny really though? Cutthroat. We'll send a sympathy card. Can you get the other guy? Yeah, can we? <laughs> but still, I mean, kind of life goes on. Yeah. You know, and but it's just funny that that's an old comedy joke of, oh, so and so died. Wasn't he working? Where was oh he working? But this was the He's opposite of that. His calendar, and nobody would have laughed more than Meanie at that. Oh my oh god, my yeah. Gosh, yeah. Well, and I left a message on Meanie's voicemail the day he passed away, 
because I got funding for a project that he was supposed to be involved That's in. That's right. We talked. I forgot. I about left that. him a message like, "Hey, Kevin, give me a call back. It's so exciting. We got the funding for the project. I can't wait." And then that night, I was at a thing, and I got a text message from a Boston guy going, "Did Kevin really pass away, or wow. is Bobcat fucking with people?" Because wow. Bobcat put on Facebook or on Twitter, right? You know, uh, rest in peace, Kevin Meany, or one of the greatest, oh. or something like that. And people thought like. Maybe he's fucking with him like he had a bad show. Right. And so Bobcat's fucking with him. And everybody was like, please let that be the case. Right. You know, and then we, we did it. The show we did at the Friars was Comics Who Sing, Comics in Music. Uh, Steven Scott ran it. It was his yeah. idea. It was a brilliant idea. So it was supposed to be you do your act and then you sing, or if you could put your singing into your or music, whatever. Because uh, Wally Collins was the drummer. Yeah, and then you know it was say, really that's Kevin's all act. It was that really guy yeah. So at the end of the show, Stephen wanted us all on stage, all the comics, and they played uh, tequila. Yeah. And whenever the band stopped, one of us had to go up to the mic and tell a street joke. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and yeah, it had to be yeah. like, but I'm bomb. Had to be fast, and Kevin. <laughs> it was all in rhythm. Yeah. So when Kevin goes up to the <laughs> Mike and goes. I think we're talking about street jokes. He goes, yep. "How Full do you eat, how do you eat a frog? How you put one leg over this ear, one leg over this ear." <laughs> That's where we're gonna end it, folks. Thanks for listening. We got more. <laughs> That's the last joke I ever heard Kevin Meany tell. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. 